welcome to Just Saying. I'm Joe McCormick, your host. Today we're going to talk about the effect of smartphones on kids. The question is, are smartphones addictive brain candy for our kids? Thank you for dialing in to today's show. If you're new to the podcast series, I'd love for you to subscribe. And if you could, please write us a nice review on iTunes. We're always looking for that. We are building a movement of motivated and brief communicators. As many of you know, I've written a book called Brief, Mega Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and I'm the managing director and founder of The Brief Lab, where we help organizations master lean communication. We help them become clear and concise. And we're talking about a lot of issues that affect people and how they communicate in all facets of life, not only in the workplace, but also outside the workplace. The point of the podcast is pretty simple and straightforward. It's to help you and your ideas stand out. It's to help you thrive in an age of infobesity, where information inundation is the norm. So today we're talking about smartphones and the addictive quality of smartphones. And I'm a parent. I've got kids. Um, maybe if you're listening to today, you have kids. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're an aunt, an uncle. Um, Certainly you see in society, people nowadays, young kids nowadays, they have smartphones, they have mobile devices like they've never had before. And this is becoming an issue. And it really struck me recently because there was a, um, Apple has a few of their biggest, largest investors that on, uh, right after the first of this year, two of the largest investors urged Apple to take action against smartphone addiction in kids. Um, these were, these are no regular investors. They own a, over $2 billion in stocks, so their voices are important. And they brought this up in the media, um, really caught into it immediately. Um, Apple's response wasn't necessarily that convincing, but basically here's what they had to say. Um, their quote was that there is a developing consensus around the world, including Silicon Valley, the potent, that the potential long-term consequences of new technologies need to be factored at the outset, and no company can outsource that responsibility. Those are pretty strong words. Said another way is that young children, kids, are it seems like they're addicted to the screen, to mobile devices, and it is the responsibility of large manufacturers to get out ahead of that issue and to really talk about what it is and I want to talk about that today because I think it's important. We are, are we training our kids to become info junkies? Um, 20 years ago, you know, yeah, video games and computers and whatnot, but uh, the, the statistics are pretty staggering about the use of smartphones. And I'm worried. Um, you know, I wake up and I see my kids and the phone is used for so many different things that it's hard to sort of regulate its use. And we, we, as parents, we try. Um, but it's used for homework, and it's used for an alarm clock, and it's used to check, you know, um, sports scores, and to connect with their friends. I mean, there's a multitude of uses or reasons why kids use their phones. Um, but what I'm what I'm really worried about is that the habits that they're developing can hurt their development, especially at an early age. So let's look at some of the some of the statistics here that uh, that can kind of catch your attention here. The average age when somebody gets their first smartphone is now about 10 years old. 
which is about the fourth or the fifth grade in the U.S. You're seeing more and more kids that have phones. I mean, in, in this morning, I was dropping my kids off at of school, and when they register at the front desk, there's a big bin, and the kids have to sign the phones in before they check in. There probably was at least you know $5,000 worth of phones in that bin, and it was filled. Um, kids spend about four to five hours on their phones a day. For, again, for a variety of different reasons, um, checking things, Snapchat, social media, the weather, time, um, texting each other. I mean, there's a host of reasons why they're using their smartphones. 78% um, of them check it hourly. And again, schools are now in, in enforcing policies where kids can't keep their phones with them, um, but they sneak it. That's certainly the case. They sneak it. Um in 2011, young children um, were on their phones about five minutes a day, and now that, just last year, that has ballooned up to 48 minutes a day. These are young children, not even teens. And 98% of homes now have a mobile device, smartphone, um, iPad or iPhone. I'm going to use those kind of synonymously for the, for the sake of this podcast, because the question is, is our Smartphones or, or mobile devices, screens, iPads, tablets, are they addictive brain candy for kids? Are kids getting into this mode of getting locked, locked into it? And why does this matter? I think it matters because we look, project out. Um, it can, it's kind of scary if, if they're becoming you know, info junkies. What is the negative impact? Well, it's not so pretty, actually. So studies indicate that the more time spent on smart, smartphones the more likely children are to suffer from anxiety and depression. One primary cause is because of increased isolation and, and very little real connection. If you've seen, especially kids in high school and in, in middle school on phones, there, there's a lot of connectivity, but you have to ask yourself, is there connection? Is it helping them become better friends with people? You know, they have, they're followed by hundreds of people, but how many of those are really good friends? And it's driving more isolation in very little real connection. And the second reason is um, because there's an expectation for them to perform and meet standards. So there's the sense of, told to me by one of my kids, you know, dad, when you were in high school, you didn't have to be at school all day long. With, with connectivity and technology today, we're in school all the time. We're always under the spotlight. Um, primarily in girls even, and research indicates that this expectation to perform and meet standards is leading to anxiety and depression. It's affecting them always being connected. Um, according to an author, uh, Jean Twang, who wrote uh, a book called iGen, her quote was, there's an undeniable proof that screen time has a negative effect on developing minds. And we're seeing this now in this generation, which she calls iGen, you know, kids that are born after 1995, where they're growing up on tablets and smartphones and mobile devices. And that connectivity is constant. You know, what are we seeing? We're seeing that they're always on. I mean, that they're connected all the time. Um, they're always consuming information, whether it's academic or personal or social or, or whatever. They're always connecting to each other. Um, and I'm not trying to make a moral judgment here. I'm just trying to talk about the impact on behavior in the mind because I think this can, if it leads to addiction, I think then you've got a bigger issue here. It seems like it is. Um, conversely, you know, if you look at their behavior, they're rarely off of it. Um, they're rarely, you know, just thinking, quiet, alone, 
um, they're rarely connected. You know, is it leading to more friendship? And it indicates that they're not. So recently I was um, reading um, some commentary from some ex-Facebook executives that really caught my attention. And it was alarming, actually, because it had to do with the real negative effect of social media and the constant connectivity of social media on youth. And the first one was a quote from a guy named Sean Parker, who was the former CEO of Facebook. And he said, God only knows what it's doing to our children's brains. I mean, just hear that. This is a person that his life is social media. And he sees it for what it might be doing to our kids. And there's a fear in his voice. God only knows what it's doing. And research isn't really telling us what it's doing. We could talk about the behavioral changes of how much connectivity, but how is it actually changing their brain? Is it, is it creating addictive behavior? Another executive at, at um, Facebook said that it's eroding the core foundations of how people behave. Very, very telling. Um, and, you know, is it leading to behavioral addiction? And, and if you look at what behavioral addiction is, it's, again, something to think about. Again, if, if, if our kids are if this technology is kind of like brain candy for them and they're becoming addicted, it's, it's a problem. So behavioral addiction is, is, uh, is a form of addiction that involves a compulsion to engage in a rewarding but non-drug-related behavior. It's sometimes called a natural reward. And the, basically the, the running definition is despite any apparent negative consequences to the person's physical, mental, social, or financial well-being, they're addicted. So it's a behavioral addiction. It's also referred to as an impulse control disorder. When you think about what that's saying, it's like, all right, I have an impulse. The impulse is to do what? Check my phone. And it's a disorder because it's an impulse and I can't control the impulse. And if you think about behavioral addictions, there's different types. And we're talking about in the general category. Again, these, it's not drugs. Um, it's a treatable form of addiction, but it's still an addiction. In the same category, things like gambling, Food, sex, pornography, use of computers, video games, the use of the internet, exercise, and even shopping. So the question is, is, is the use of mobile devices, tablets, smartphones, like the these very, very influential investors at Apple are warning Apple to get out in front of this issue, creating an addiction in our children? And it seems like it is. If you look around yourself at schools, um, not that long ago, uh, my daughter had a birthday party. And, you know, she was in middle school at the time and everybody has had a, had, a, had a smartphone, had an iPhone. And I live in, you know, an upper middle class suburb in Chicago. So that explains a lot of it. But if you look at the, stati the statistics, it goes across all, you know, all cuts of society. Um, so she has this birthday party and all the girls show up to the party. And my uh, youngest daughter um, just gets the bright idea. I didn't tell her to do this. She gets the bright idea to tell all the girls hand in your phone. So she got a big bin, like a big Tupperware, large oversized Tupperware um, bin. And she passed around and all the girls put their phones in the bin before the party. And nobody questioned it because my daughter is very, you know, she, at the time she was like six or seven years old. She was like, that's the rule. And it was funny because we didn't tell her to do it. And they all put the phones in and they had a blast. They were connected. They were laughing. They were playing around. I mean, they had a great time, but leading up to that, they were all stuck on their phones. And I've heard that story told to me time and time again, about how connected, almost obsessively connected kids are with their phones. And it's a problem, right? So, you know, how do you break uh, a bad habit? Um, you know, this is, this, is, this is an issue that, you know, you're, 
you know, you can't, you, you just, you can't just eliminate it, but you have to replace it. So here's some thoughts about how to get after this when you think this is affecting your children or, or, or children that you know, right? Um, first, a couple things about, about bad habits. Oftentimes, they're caused by stress and boredom. Well, those two things and kids nowadays are rampant, right? Kids are stressed out more than ever. The expectations of society to perform, to get good grades, to look good. I mean, they are stressed out like crazy. And you can argue that, but you can see it in terms of all the research that's done there. And then and boredom. I mean, you know, kids have got a lot of free time. I mean, they, yeah, they're in activities, but they have a lot more free time than adults do. So they have, they have downtime between this and that and activities in school and sitting around the house and different, different things. So when you try to break that habit, know what it's causes is causes often by stress and boredom. And then the second thing is, you know, you can't eliminate it, but you, but you can replace it. So how do you, how do you get out of, um, um, well, one is introducing new activities. You know, one of the things that there's like a trend, a growing trend, it's a trend among adults, but I love to see it. The kids like the reintroduction of board games, kids playing old school like Monopoly, you know, something that's like playing cards, something that's different. Um, we're introducing a new, um, something new for them to do. Um, cutting out triggers. Well, if you look at, at a kid during the day, there's a million different triggers for them. Sitting around, waking up in the morning, where they put it near their bed. Um, if they use it as an alarm clock, well, they check it from the alarm, they turn it off, and next thing you know, they're, they're on their phone. So I think those triggers of just having them around in the moment of boredom, um, you know, look at those, look at those triggers and see what they are and, and try to and cut them out. Um, you know, how they connect with others, you know, in, in investing. And this is one of the things that I, I'm trying to do with my kids is, is spending more time talking to them. It's easy to see them on their phone and like, well, they're just in their own little world. It's almost like digital, you know, um, parenting or, um, you know, just talking to them and asking about their day and what, what's going on in their lives. And it's hard because if they're, if they're focused on the phone and they're getting some pleasure and it's a, it's a little bit of a kick for them, it's, that's, that's hard to do. Moderating the usage is a clear one, right? Just when is it scheduled and when can they use it? It's not something I carry with me all the time. The kids can use all the time. Um, if it does, in fact, have addictive behavior, scheduling and moderating its usage is, is it's planned. Um, so it's not seen as an impulse as much. You know, the late Steve Jobs was asked if his kids loved the new iPad when it was launched, and this is a few years ago, and he said, they haven't used it. We limit how much technology our kids use at home. That's really telling. So to kind of wrap this up for today, I want you to be looking for more podcasts. There's some podcasts coming up that I'm going to be talking more about brain basics and what's going on in the brain and, and how it's hard to focus. And you start seeing this in young kids and the implications are for study and relationships and connection is, is profound. Um, the, the effect of information or infobesity on, on the brain can be enormous. Just saying.